Welcome to the Lost Boy Scouts podcast. I'm Danny. And I'm Tyler. Thank you for joining us yet again. Yep. Episode three. Here we are. Just keep after it. Yeah. It's been fun. We uh, had a little hiccup on the episode two, which we which was awesome because we were able to gather and rally yeah. and it didn't even seem like it happened. Yeah. No. A little, little, little blip. But again, white belt here. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Give us, give us a, a little bit of a break. So. Yeah. Guys, so we, we did have some more feedback. Um, we some some of our friends reached out to us and told us that they that they've fallen along, that they appreciated what we were talking about, and that they were able to really relate to some of the things that we talked about, especially in reinvention. Yeah. And reinvention is one of those things where we could talk about it for a long time because there's just so many things you can cover in that. Right. That it could be a, a standalone podcast in and of itself. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not. And then that's what we were talking about today. We were like, well, what's next? What's the what's the journey? What what does it continue on? And part of us is that we really want to incorporate um, our path and our love and how much jujitsu jujitsu helps us in our everyday tasks and our everyday life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love this quote by Helio Gracie and uh, one of the books we're going to cover today for those following on long in the YouTube. Let's see, let's see if we can get it in frame here. Uh, Gracie jujitsu, uh, just an incredible quote by Helio to teach those who don't know, to remind those who do know and to correct those who think they know. Uh, I mean, yeah, powerful. I can't think of a better way to, um, you know, really describe what my purpose is for this podcast. Sure. Right? Uh, so many things, so many of us think that we know. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. You walk your life and you're like, I know I, yeah. you don't have to tell me that. And when you, 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 when you tell somebody something and they give you that feedback of, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. You're like, do you, do you, do you, do <laughs> it's you really, know? it's, you know, it's easy to feed your ego. It is. It's really easy to feed your ego. It is for sure. And, Part of it is is that we go back to episode one and episode two is is where we at in our journey of our life and where age can be a huge um, I uh, part of why you you really want to make somebody believe that you know more than what you do is because you don't want to seem dumb or you're just your ego gets in the way and pride gets right. in the way of 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 anything and so that's when. You know, you have to remind yourself or somebody reminds you, maybe it's gentle, maybe it's not so gentle, right? you know. I think of I think of like the scientific term, right? Cognitive dissidence. Sure. Right? We we do a lot to protect our egoic state. Yeah. And we feed it and it, it betrays us more often than not. I think that's that karmatic justice for sure that we get. Yeah. And and no better place or no no quicker is that iterative process of feed the ego, be be put in check than on the mats. On the mats. Yeah. On the mats. And and especially like for those of our listeners and for, for those of our friends that if you if you are part of a journey, if you're part of the jiu-jitsu community, you can understand um, and you know that class is class and then there's always open matter, open role. And that's where you you can try those techniques that that the the, the professor shows or the instructor shows. And a lot of times you he, they'll show a technique and you'll see that nobody even tries the technique in the open mat because it's so hard to fail and you're going to fail in that moment and so that's part of the journey of life also is like are you really willing to fail to get better yeah you know yeah 
And you have to fail a lot in jujitsu. Oh man. It's there's in, if you're in the community, right? Like the community is pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, you, you'll, you'll typically, you'll follow a lot of jujitsu things. And there's a, a quote, another podcaster out there that yeah. says jujitsu is one of those things you just have to be comfortable sucking at. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, on, uh, on, you, you have so many people that are so passionate about it right now. And jujitsu is in a really big growing stage because of ADCC this year. And because there's so many big personalities that are happening. And so you can follow along with those personalities. And then inside of our own community, we we're growing so much, especially with Park City Jiu-Jitsu, where we have a very strong core group. And um, we have this, our professor that's, that's been up there, up in Park City for 12 years, mm-hmm. and he's changed locations, changed things, reinvented himself, fixed, fixed some things. And now he has another academy in Lehigh. And so it's almost like we're the big brothers and then they're the little, <laughs> the little right, brothers. Yeah. And so that there's a whole dynamic that he's, that he does so good with. And our little community in park city is, is growing and thriving right now, I believe. And we're in, we're in a big growing stage for our community. And so we're, we're, we're able to experience that and able to enjoy that with, with the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about today's episode, specifically kind of this concept of white belt in everyday life, yeah. right? Um, to build upon, you know, reinvention, sometimes we just have to, we have to approach things a little bit differently, right? right. We have to begin, we have to have the beginner's mindset, right? Always. Uh, we have to be curious. Yep. We have to constantly be curious. We have to try stuff. Yeah. And these are all metaphors that we're going to take to the mats here. And we're going to talk a lot about the mats today and yeah. what it took us to get on the mats. So. Yeah. And, and also like how you can use the idea of white belt for life or white belt forever. And if you're not part of the community and you're listening, we encourage you to, to, to go to an academy and to experience it, but to always remember that what we're talking about is just beginner's mindset. It's like, like Tyler said, it's just a beginner's mindset and how you approach those things every day. Right. When you wake up, when you go to bed, it's just always willing for feedback, willing to accept it yeah. and willing to digest feedback. That's so funny because as I was, um, you know, we wrapped up episode two, I'm finishing the design your life book that we talked about on right. that episode. Those are the three points that I, I applied. I was like, holy sh- Nikes. Yeah. This is, this is exactly perfect for, um, you know, this, this white belt for life, right? It's beginner's mindset. Be curious, try stuff, bias to action, right? Yeah. Uh, reframe problems, n- you know, know it's a process, have awareness. And then my favorite radical collaboration, <laughs> right? Cause that's, yeah. that's where the process is, is rapid. You know, you iterate through it quite rapidly. Right. Open mat. Open mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so we have, um, I'll kind of go into how I started, Sure. Um, so I was coaching wrestling and I was fighting, uh, thinking about fighting MMA. I'd had one fight and in MMA, you know, you go to a bunch of things and I was a wrestler, you go to striking, you go to wrestling and then there's jujitsu. And I was like, well, I don't really need jujitsu. I'm a wrestler. So what would I need jujitsu for? I've, of course I've watched, I knew who Hoist Gracie was. I knew about Brazilian jujitsu, but I was like, nah, I'm a wrestler. And then um, I took a couple classes just before my first fight, and 
I, I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I, I wasn't really sold on the gi. I, I didn't really care for it that much because it stops a lot of things that a wrestler wants to do. So then I was like, well, I'll just like no gi then. And I uh, was in the community for the MMA and I, I didn't really want to do that anymore. And my coaching career for wrestling was kind of coming to a head because my younger son was entering high school and I didn't really want to coach him in high school. And so he was doing jujitsu as well. And when we moved to Heber, um, I had asked my MMA instructor if if he knew somebody in Park City or if he knew somebody in Heber, and he told me about Mike Diaz. Mm -hmm. And he said, you got to go to Mike Diaz. Mike Diaz is a good guy. He's been up there for a while. He's been in the community for a while. And just go up there. And I was like, okay, I'll take Tristan to, to his class. And I called... Talked to Mona, did the whole thing. Hey, I'm just moving up to Heber, looking for an academy. They said, yeah, bring Tristan to um, our class. Took him to the class, went in, and Mike and I started talking. And he's like, well, you should come. You should come try this. And I was like, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'll try it. And we were in at the White Pines address, which is in Park City at that time. And the academy was awesome. It had a garage door that opened up to the mountain. It was awesome. And... I finally was like, well, I'm going to try it because I was bored and I had known at that point, I didn't want to get punched in the face anymore and I was mm-hmm. done with that. Yeah. Went, took a class and the first class that I went into was I went there and then one of our friends, Chef, came in the same day. Him and I, and we we knew each other from the MMA community and we both were like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to be together. And him and I, so we, we, we took the class together then we did the open mat in the gi and I was like well this is not that bad this is kind of interesting a couple days later um, still doing class and another friend that who's been my training partner for as long as now in Park City Preston came in mm. so he came in and we I really enjoyed training with him and then I decided at that point okay I'm going to give it a little bit more go but what would happen is I would go to training in the off season of wrestling. But then during wrestling, I would miss out on a bunch of training because I was still coaching wrestling and I was competing a little bit in the gi and I won a couple things and I just wasn't given enough time to jujitsu, but, and I could tell that people were progressing faster than me. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do. And when I would talk to Mike, he would say, you just got to come to class. Just you show just up. show up. You have to come to class. If you don't come to class, it's not like it's, you're just going to be able to like learn it. Mm-hmm. You can't just watch YouTube. I can't just buy a book. You can't buy a book. <laughs> and so um, that's how I walked into the door and started my journey of jiu-jitsu with Professor. And I've been with Professor as far as like my jiu-jitsu journey solely. I, I had some classes with um, a couple other guys before, but... My whole class, my whole, my, all of my classes have been with Professor Mike or some of his people. So the the term professor, uh, as, as those of us who are not in the, the jujitsu community, what what do we, right. why, why do we bestow that term kind of, of, of. Yeah, so I've asked Mike this question before because um, for those of you that don't know, you go into class and you can ask any question you want of the professor. And sometimes it's jujitsu, sometimes it's not. Um, a lot of times it's jujitsu and I wanted to know how come not every black belt was, is called a professor. 
And a professor is a three stripe or more black belt in the in 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 the lineage that he's under. Okay. So there's other schools that probably call every black belt a professor, and I don't want to say that they're sure, wrong or sure, not, sure. but this is how we do it. Right. We don't call Nick or Anthony professor because they only they're not a three stripe or more. Right. Okay. And then when you get to certain levels, you're a master, mm-hmm. and then grandmaster is grandmaster okay. Alio. And 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 so obviously we've talked about the belts before. We've alluded to them before, but like really, let's let's just touch on that for our listeners sure. so they have some some understanding as to what is the belt system mean? Um, in my perspective, obviously, you know, you, you look it up and it's the hours, but, um, yeah, it's always know, more. It's always, there's always, <laughs> yeah. there's always, yeah, you're right. There's always something more to that. You, yeah. you have to, you, you have to be seen by the community, by your professor, by your Academy. You, there's, there's more to it, but right. the bare minimum definition is, is hours. So how many, Rough hours is a is a three stripe black belt. Do you know? I have no idea. I know that Professor started his jujitsu journey, I believe, in nineteen ninety seven. I think. I think that's when he went when he started with Pedro Sauer. I'll have to ask him. Um, but now it's twenty twenty three, and so yeah. man, however many, I mean, he's been on the mat. I so noticed much. on I noticed on the wall right it's it was I, it was twenty it's twenty hours for each stripe right at the white belt level yeah when you get to the black belt level it's a hundred hours per stripe yeah or something to that effect right in a year or something like that and years I think it's three years for each stripe to uh-huh. a certain point yeah and then five probably I mean probably there's going to be some people that really understand that right I'm always like. I have a hard time signing in still. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the concept behind professor is that they've, they've put, they've dedicated their lives, they to, dedicated this, their lives. to this. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm sur- sure that there's been points where they've, you know, they've had to enforce because they are a, a certain belt level and, sure. and, you know, someone's come into the Academy with an ego. Yeah. Uh, but at, at the, the, the crux of it, a black belt is just a white belt who didn't quit. Sure. And I think that's a, I think that's even a Henzo Gracie. That's what Henzo Gracie said was, a black belt, or, and he probably may have heard it from somebody else, from one of his, from one of his, um, his the people that he looks up to. That a black belt is just a white belt that never quit and that continues to stay on the mat. Because yeah, imagine like how nervous you are as a white belt, and then how much pressure there is on when you get that black belt. That's um, every time you get a belt. That's what professor always tells us is right. It's it's a heavy belt. It feels heavy, and you know that it comes with weight. Every right. time you put the belt on, man, I, I, we just had a, we just had a, a what do they call it? A ranking ceremony. Yeah. Is it a ceremony? Yeah. A belt promotion. promotion, promotion ceremony. Yeah. And I love how professors like, you know, the white belt is the only belt that, that, you know, you earn, you earn it by going right. Every other belt you're promoted to because they, they see progress, yeah. but the white belt is the one that you earn. Yeah. The white belt is the one that he gives you. He gives you. Is after that it? The, yeah. The white belt, the white belt is the one that they, they give you. Okay. After that, every belt you earn. See, I'm such a freaking white belt. I know. No, it's belt. good. That's, that is a, it, it, it is a way to look at it as, is um, with your promotions and with your stripes, you're really in line or you're only working against yourself. You're not working. And that's where, that's where I think like people get lost is like, mm-hmm. You walk in with somebody that day and maybe that person progresses a little bit faster and 
in your mind, you're like, well, how are they getting these accolades, but I'm not. And yeah. and that's where we lose some people, I think, is because they don't only focus on, the focus is only on yourself and, right. and what you're doing and where your journey is. And we can't compare ourselves to anybody else. See, and I think that's why I love these, these individual sports, right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, wrestling, anything that you're doing by yourself. I grew up, I, I played lacrosse. Uh, I started very young and, and obviously lacrosse, there is a great amount of personal development, a lot like hockey or soccer, any of that. Right. And you can take it upon yourself. But a lot of times in these team sports, you can hide behind the performance of, of your other teammates. Right. Right. And if the team loses, you can, you can shake it off. And that doesn't necessarily promote you to get better. Like it doesn't really build you to get better. Whereas you as an individual, you're the only contributor to the sport, wrestling, whatever, jujitsu, you know, we'll keep it in jujitsu. You can see your progress and you realize, Hey, the only way I can get better at this is if I show up, if I do it, if I do, I can't, you can't hide behind, can't be hide behind your team. It's true. You do need that collaboration. Right. right. You need, you need other folks showing up at the Academy. You got to have that Uki. You do. Yeah, you do. You know, your training partner. Yep. Um, yeah. And you have to have, and each person has to, um, know their own role Yeah. in the Academy and the white belts have a role. The blue belts have a role. The purple belts have a role. The brown belts have a role. The black belts have a role. And then professor, he's in charge of all of those and not so much even in charge, but he's kind of the general that, oversees all of that. And I always like think how much pressure does he have in that instance? Because his job is to make sure he knows where Tyler's at, where Danny's at, and then where everybody else is in between and all those little blendings. And he does, he does rely on his upper belts to, to make sure that what he preaches, then we teach, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, you never want to get away from those things because then um, it's too far away for him to to come back and and put it back into the order that we need to be in. You right, know? right. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Tyler. So that was a little bit of how I ended up into jujitsu, and I'll get more into it. I mean, I'll I'll continue to add more and and more some more details about that, but. Tell us how you ended up coming into jiu-jitsu, which we've already talked a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, three times into the gym. Yeah. Um, obviously, right, like I kind of started on a personal journey to to reconnect with myself. I was looking for a community um, as I was going through a separation um, from my spouse. And, you know, you listen to enough Jocko, Goggins, all those guys, and mm-hmm. they, they, they all recommend things. But one thing that I heard time and time again uh, was jujitsu. And so I had a, a coworker that I knew he was down at unified. Mm. Um, he was wild about jujitsu, always talking about it. And and I had been interested in taking a class for some time. I just didn't know really where to go. Right. Um, and so he helped me, I, he kind of helped point out like, you know, Hey, he just did a, a quick Google search and said, Hey, you know, unified is, I believe Pedro sour affiliated yep. as well. And sure. so, uh, he's like, Hey, this, this, uh, this academy is, is Pedro Sauer, you know, um, aligned. And again, because it goes back to that, that heritage of you where do. you learn yeah. that, that jujitsu. For sure. Um, it also happened to be convenient and close. So, mm-hmm. uh, after, you know, as I was searching for this community or as I was searching for something, um, you know, I just, I started going into the academy. Right. I think I went in three different times. 
uh, <laughs> until finally, man, Preston. Preston. Preston came out and, and was like, yeah, let's do, let's get you into a class. Right. So. Yeah. Preston's, Preston is the, the, the thread that ties. It is true. Yeah. Preston is great. And what belt, so what belt are you now? So I am currently a white belt. White belt. White belt. White belt. Been putting in a lot of hours. I, I do know how to check in. <laughs> so it's a good, it's a good skill set when you're a white belt. Yeah. Just knowing how to tie your belt and uh, checking in. Those are my two. That's where I excel in the sport. And you have four stripes. I do currently have four stripes. Which yeah. means what? Um, it means I've I've uh, been around the gym for at least 180 hours. I believe right. is what it is. 80 hours. 80 hours. And I'm I'm working towards moving the uh, you know learning the the what is it 78. The 88 moves. 88 moves. Yeah. The numbers changed. It always does. And I always change it. Yeah. In my head. <laughs> in my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 88 moves to 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 progress from from white belt to blue belt. White to blue. My hope is is. Um, I'll be competing in my second competition right. uh, in, in July. Last one is a white belt. And right. then be prepared to take my test in August, September of this year. Which is interesting because some people's journeys are just going to class. Yeah. Some people's are just going to class in open mat. And then Tyler and I both compete. We're, we're still hobbyist competitors. We don't, we're, we're not like to the level of where you don't compete in every competition. We pick and choose. But right. even that in itself is a whole nother animal of competition, right? Because yeah, your first competition was last August yeah. around that time, right? Yeah, yeah. And how did you feel that first competition? Because you'd been training a little bit, but you didn't, you hadn't competed at all. I hadn't competed. Um, it, it's interesting, right? Because I grew up. I grew up with a pretty rocky childhood, right? Right, Like, um, you know, my parents were divorced and I didn't always feel safe in the world. And that started to, it started to show itself like after I was married or if I would go into like a Costco and it was like really busy, right? dude, my, my fight or flight was so burnt out or so turned up right. that I was like constantly looking over my shoulder, right. constantly like didn't like to be around crowds. Right. Um, and it was, it, I didn't understand at the time that that was my body trying to tell me something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a big reason, another big reason I chose jujitsu, right? Like I needed to, I needed to retune that part of my body, the part of my body that was, you know, so inflicted with, with, you know, quote unquote, we'll call it trauma. Right. Or, you know, um, and, and so I needed to like really put myself in situations where, I'm at risk. Right. Right. Like, so literally like I'm, I'm resetting myself because, you know, when you're walking through a Costco, you're not really, your fight or flight doesn't need to be on. True. When, you know, Danny's on your back <laughs> sinking in that, that, that Mataleo, yeah, yeah. that rear naked, you know, that's probably a bigger time to, you know, put, yeah. put on that fight or flight. So I had to learn, uh, I had to relearn how to, how to, you know, navigate my, this, this sure. fight or flight system, my nervous system that was just kind of wigging out. Right. Um, on that note, like I'm constantly getting feedback in the class. I remember, uh, Nick was like, we were working on just putting on pressure and he's like, Tyler, you're being too nice. <laughs> right. Like I, I, yeah, I, I wore the, I wore the nice guy mask yeah. for too long. So, you know, you, you realize that these guys want you to get better. Nobody right. wants to hurt you, but you can put on a little bit more pressure, right? right. Like you're, you need to do it a certain way. Uh, in order for it to feel like a real world scenario. And sure. and so you can really learn the move. Right. If you're kind of half-assing it, then you're not really learning the real move. Right. Um, 
but I do remember like the idea to compete came to me after a professor was like, do you have what it takes to actually break somebody's arm? Right. Like, could you do it? <laughs> yeah. Could yeah. you do it? I, and, and, and part of me was like, I'm going to go to the butcher shop. I'm going to buy a ham hock. I'm going <laughs> to leg lock it or I'm going to yeah. like, I'm going to, you know. They're going to get a baseball bat like you see on yeah. YouTube and try to break it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I chose to compete because inside the academy, right, like you are fighting, but it, it just ups the level of, of the, the competition, right? Sure. Like there's just something about the competition. This, this person doesn't know you. He doesn't have to see you again. Um, you want to be a good competitor and you're not working dirty, but like the level of pressure I'm putting on him is I want to smash you into the mat. Right. Right. Versus where, you know, me, you know, you and I may do that to each other, but at the end of the day, we also may have rounds where we're, you, you know, a little bit more gentle to each other, a little bit more gentle to sure. each other. Right. Plus we, we are still training partners, so we need each other yeah. and we don't want to hurt each other to make sure that like, you don't come back for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. How often all of you guys out there listening, how often that you, you, uh, a white belt is, uh, you know, they call him and, and, and I don't mean this mean, but like a spazzy white belt and all of a sudden you've had to grab him and, and give him a little lesson that you shouldn't be spazzy. And next thing you know, you don't see that person for a couple of weeks and you're like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. It's that's, it has been really interesting that I've seen other white belts come and go in my journey. You know, yeah. it's only been a, a little over a year yeah. that, that I've started this you yeah. know, guys that I'd, I'd see pretty regularly have, have kind of fallen off, sure. whether it's being in, you know, life gets in the way yeah. like, and, and, and ego can get in the way and, and yeah. you just don't feel like you're learning. But when you're a competitor, in jiu-jitsu especially, there are very, very clear um, risks and there's very clear things that can happen that can hurt you. Right. You Where you could be out for a little bit and you're right. like, man, you're a working guy, you're a husband, you're a father, you're like, oh man, do, yeah. I, do I have this? Do I have it in me to compete? Right. Do you? But I mean, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I went one and one. And, yeah. Um, you know, the the... A couple of things I wish I would have known before I went into my competition was one, um, I kind of asked professor professor was like, I think everybody should compete at every level. Um, but I didn't know if that was like an explicit, like, Hey, this is a thumbs up, go do this. Right. right. I just went ahead and signed up anyway. Sure. Um, maybe you should have talked to him a little bit more about, am I ready to to participate? Sure. Um, my first match, I think I did great. I won the match, um, by advantage. I did see an opportunity to finish a choke, but I was listening to my coach <laughs> and uh, my coach just had me working on things. And so that, again, that's, you know, being coachable, right? kind of, you know, just listening and I not really trusting my own instincts. Sure. Um, there was a, a clear opportunity to sink in a rear naked and, and probably win by submission rather than, than advantages. Than advantages. But, uh, the one thing I forgot to do, which again, my coach told me to think about was breathe. Sure. And I came off the mats and it, li I literally <laughs> I wanted to die. I wanted to die. Like, I remember. I just, I wanted to die. And I knew I had to do it again in, in, you know, less than seven minutes. Yeah. Cause in jujitsu, like our, our, the tournaments, um, you fight. Yeah. And then we call it fighting and some guys don't like that you call it fighting cause you're not getting punched in the face. But the way that we term it to, to, to describe is fighting when you compete at the tournament, you go back to back to back to back and you could be from one mat to another if you're doing two tournaments. And yeah. that's happened to some of our, our friends where 
they weren't prepared to go back to back to back and then run across to another mat back to back. And you can see that it really is in their mind a fight. It really is. And it could be a fight with yourself. It could be a fight with your body. It could be a fight with the other person. Right. But in your, in your mind, it's the closest thing to a fight. That's Mm -hmm. what I loved about it. Yeah. I always knew I was going to compete. I always knew that I was going to try to win a world title in my, I mean, of course in my own age division and I'm a master, I'm a master three, I think now. And I knew that I was going to fight because I like that idea of this is the closest thing to a fight without having to get punched in the face or arrested in the bar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, my motivation was not dissimilar. My, my motivation was very much, do I have, do I have what it takes, man? Yeah. Um, as I prepared for my, uh, next, my next challenge, this next one in coming up in July, uh, open mat, man, I, I faced a huge fear. And, yeah. and I think that's what being in the gym is, is all about is kind of facing those fears. But, uh, I let, I let Anthony throw me yesterday. <laughs> I got a baptism. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a jujitsu baptism. Um, yeah. Our friends and family, uh, know who Anthony is <laughs> for those of you that don't, he's a monster black belt. Yeah. Grew up wrestling in Pennsylvania. So that tells yeah. you how great his wrestling is. <laughs> right. Very athletic. And, and knows how to move well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I knew, I knew exactly, maybe I didn't realize, well, you know, I knew Sure. I stood with him. I knew as soon as I stood with him, this is probably not going to end well, but I need to face this fear. <laughs> uh, and he made it quick. I won't say it was painless, but he definitely made it quick. Yeah. And I think the whole gym stopped for a second as they, for heard, sure. and they heard me just... <laughs> Which always happens. My hope, my soul leave my body. Yeah, because there's that. <laughs> yeah, no, and and that's that's the best part about when you find the academy that fits you well. Yeah, is there's these characters and there's these people there that that you know and you love, and we can describe them and we can be friends with them, mm-hmm. and they're our tribe, and we may not meet each other any other place except for on the jujitsu mat. And now we find this common ground, this common unity that we go back to this community. And here we are talking about just being just our journey to becoming a white belt, just our journey into jujitsu. And we have so much more topics, so much more to now share and that will help evolve and it will help bring back what we're trying to do here. And what we're trying to do here is we're trying to bring build this community. We're trying to build a common unity. Mm-hmm. And how Tyler and I met was through jujitsu. Was mm-hmm. was through jujitsu. We had our our kids went to school together, so we had that in common. But we were driving down to a tournament, and we just started talking. We just started talking amongst each other, mm-hmm. amongst ourselves, and and found out that we have um, similar backgrounds similar ideologies and also similar thoughts of how we wanted to help men and how we wanted to help um, further on or further gain following and gain space with other people. That's, that's kind of how we, we came to this place where we're at now. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like the quote we started with says to, you know, to remind those that, that think they know. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that's it. You were a great reminder as I was early in my 
my my journey here in jujitsu. Right. And I like to think of jujitsu as like a great metaphor for the rest of your life. Sure. Right. We talk about having a plan and 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 asking questions and you know stepping onto the mat. Like the first thing you got to do if you want to reinvent yourself is you have to take that first step. You do. Right. You just like stepping onto the mat first time. It's going to require you to be um, to get outside of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is not um, necessarily all that that healthy. Right. Um, you know, you got to enjoy the struggle a little bit. You do. You got to un- enjoy getting getting uncomfortable. I think the fun thing going through the the, the academy right now is. You know, leche de padre. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can get on mount and uh, yeah, you suffocate your your opponent with your your nipple, then <laughs> you know you get some bragging rights for the day. But it's that community, right, that that helps us strive to be better in the rest of our life. Right. Yeah, and we're always trying to find the balance of life, health, wellness, jujitsu. Yeah. And when you start your journey with jujitsu, when you when you tie that white belt on and a lot of times you don't even really know how to tie the belt and so you know, somebody will come around and they'll help you or, or you'll keep asking hey can you show me how to tie that belt again and most people are so nervous to ask you'll see them over there fiddling with their belt trying to look and does it look right does it feel right and it, everybody goes through that everybody goes through that initial thing of what <laughs> does what is it how, how's it supposed to look when i tie it what sides the the black bar is supposed to go on. We had that conversation on uh, Sunday and the best part about it is, is every person that you talk to, every person that I speak to all come back to the same thing. Jiu-Jitsu has changed my life. Jiu-Jitsu makes my life better. And without Jiu-Jitsu, I would be a totally different person. And I believe that about myself. I believe that a hundred percent that professor, I tell him this all the time, meeting him completely changed the path of my life. Mm-hmm. completely it completely changed who i was i thought i was going to coach wrestling a lot longer mm-hmm. i thought i was going to have my boys in college going to wrestling i thought that i would get a national champ sometime for wrestling and once i started my jiu-jitsu path all of that stuff went by the wayside and now i'm like i can't wait to see what my kids will do in the kids program i can't wait to see what professor shows us and I can't wait to see who I'm going to meet and, and be able to encourage right, yeah. to continue so down cool. this path. That's you so know? cool. Such a cool, such a cool philosophy to have. And, yeah. um, you know, for me, very similar, right? There's been a very therapeutic, somatic therapeutic um, response, sure. right? One, working through the breathing. Two, putting myself in situations that would be dangerous and, and gaining the confidence to, to um, you know, escape those situations because the white belt is all about protecting yourself. Yep. It's all about protecting yourself. If you don't tap a single person your first year, don't worry about it. Yeah. doesn't matter. If you protect yourself and they're not tapping you, yeah. those, that's the wins. Those it are is the wins, wins as a white belt. hundred percent. Yeah. Like we, you have to think about like longevity, not only in jujitsu, but in life. Like what is it going to take for you to stay in the fight? Yeah. It's being healthy. Yeah. Being healthy is the most important thing. Like, um, professor always says your number one job is to stay healthy. Absolutely. Then your number two job is to not tap. That's the number two job. Right. But if you tap, it's okay. Like right. it's not, your first job is not to get hurt. Right. Second job, try not to get tapped. Third job, find opportunity. 
Well, and, and it is, it's a progressive elaboration, right? Yep. You may tap to a move early on because you're nervous and you don't know. That, that's the beauty of jujitsu. If you're ever, it's the first magic move that, that <laughs> stops all the pain and yep. all the embarrassment. You know, they teach you right away, right away tap, yep. tap, tap. And there's no shame in tapping. Hmm. Uh, you know, unlike quitting, there's no shame in tapping. It's true. Very true. Yeah. We, and we want, we want to, to help keep you in the, in the game. And because we started, I started at an older age, you started at an older age. So our bodies aren't the same. And so we do get hurt. We do, we do have some beaten up parts that we're like, Oh man, that hurts today. Can I make it to class? Yes. Can I train? Yes. But do I need to be smart? Yes. Yeah. Not like some of our younger guys that train and they can go and they can go hundred miles an hour today, go back to the night class, hundred miles an hour again. Yeah. Some people are built that way and, and that's okay. The same thing with life. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same kind of things. Can you go to the fight? Mm-hmm. Can you stay in the fight? Can you, can you find your path? Yeah. Can you find that path to staying through the day and, and fighting for the good fight? Yeah, I think, I think so. You, you know, it goes back to having a plan. Having a plan. Right? Yeah. Can, what is your plan when you step onto those mats? Right. And there, there is a, a, a very good alliteration to, to your life there. Right. Right. Uh, again, I, I just love that jujitsu is the metaphor for your, for your life. Yeah. You can, you can adapt it, you know? It's true. Um, yeah. And, and, and when we, are we're probably going to continue this this conversation in further episodes maybe we'll make this a couple part series just so that we can round about what our thoughts are on this Mm because we kind of dive down the what got us here how come we're here and there's going to be a lot of questions from people or even corrections for what we said or what we do and that's where i'm like i've had to learn the most yeah learn the most is like there's going to be people that correct you, whether they correct you with words or whether they correct you with a very strong attack on a limb that you are not prepared for. <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah. Because you true. can always, you can go to sleep, but you can't come back from a, from a broken arm. A broken arm. <laughs> torn out shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Blown out knee. Yeah. All those things can happen and, and you hope that they don't, but they do happen in our journey. Yeah. And, that doesn't mean that our journey stops. It means that we have to figure out ways around that. And can you make it on the mat? Can yeah. you make it to tomorrow? Yeah. You know? And so I think that's, uh, that's the idea. That's the, that's the idea I have is to, to keep this, this conversation of jujitsu going and continue, keep this conversation of how it affects us and how we address it and apply it to our everyday life. Yeah. We got to apply that beginner's mindset to everyday life. Always. You're a white belt. You are. White belt. And if you go into any, any, any situation where you're frustrated, you're annoyed, what can I learn from this? What, what, what being curious, mm-hmm. um, what can I try? What kind of experiments can I perform to have a bias for action? Um, you know, how, how do I reframe problems? So, so often our brain uh, gets stuck in its neural pathway that, that we can't escape. Right. I, so many times I have to, you know, get out of myself. Sure you know, get back in touch, you know, whether it's taking some deep breaths so I can, I can reframe a process, uh, you know, detach and gain some perspective uh, and just know life is a practice. Jiu-jitsu is. is a practice. It is. Just keep after it, keep attacking it, keep, keep up with that awareness. 
Yeah. Don't give up. Own that awareness skill. Don't give up because one day you're going to be a a father. Mm -hmm. You're going to be a husband. You're going to be a black belt. And you're going to have all that experience to fall back on because you never gave up. And now you just get to restart. Yeah. Every day you get to restart. and And I've heard it from black belts all the time. Yeah. That once I put my black belt on, it was like my journey started over. Yeah. I felt that way. I feel that way about my blue belt. I felt that way about my purple belt. I felt like I'm just starting over in a different part of my journey. And I yeah. enjoy I enjoy the, the, the journey. I enjoy I tell people all the time, just enjoy the journey. We are not in a sprint. We are not trying to sprint to the finish. Right. You know. Yeah. Man, I can't I can't can't thank you enough for today. Yeah. It's that radical collaboration, man. (laughs) Yeah. Whether it be on the mats, whether it be in life, like men need other good men, right? So that we can, you know, remind each other when we think we know. Yeah. When you think (laughs) you know. And like we always said, you know, we, we train at Park City Jiu-Jitsu. That's where Tyler and I train. If you aren't in Park City or if you're not in Heber, we know of a lot of places that we can send you to. Um, If you're not in Utah, um, the thing that we do is we always just ask professor. So if you need something, if you're looking for an academy, you're looking for yeah. something, you're looking to start your journey, drop us a line. Let yeah. us know. Where can, we, where, where can they find us, Danny? Where can they find us? Yeah, so on Instagram, Facebook, compassionate underscore gentleman. Park City Jiu-Jitsu, train there all the time. Yeah. And how about you, Tyler? Yeah, if you're looking for the Lost Boy Scouts, always hit up the Lost Boy Scouts website. Uh, hello at lostboyscouts.com or Lost Boy Scouts on Instagram and or Twitter. And we will uh, we'll help you get started. We'll yeah. help you get started or, um, you know, we'll help be a part of your community and part of your journey. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning into this episode, whether it be on uh, your favorite podcast channel or if you've picked up the YouTube because you like the extra content. And yeah. Seeing our, our pretty faces. Our pretty faces. And don't forget, if we've said something that you don't agree with, that you do agree with, you'd like to find out more, you'd like to give us some more of your space. Sunday open mat 11 o'clock yep that's where we settle it don't bother leaving a comment just show up to open mat <laughs> take care <laughs> see, ya. Thank see you see you guys Rise up, don't turn it back.